0: Welcome to episode number nine of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so stoked that you are here. Today, we're going to be doing part three of our three-part series on learning from the masters. In part one, we talked about what we could learn about from some masters of painting. Part two, we talked about what we could learn about from some masters of film photography. Today we are going to talk about what we can learn from some modern masters of digital photography particularly from three people in the outdoor photography sphere who I adore and look up to so much for the images that they can create the stories that they tell though the way they do this craft the people they are just everything about them they're spectacular photographers And don't worry, like in every single episode, all of these names, the information, everything like that will be up on in the show notes for the podcast. And you can find a little bit more information on our website as well. If you can check us out at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Now, one thing before we launch into the episode today is I would love to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're finding it helpful, if you could drop us a review, subscribe to the program so you don't miss out on any new episodes. That'd be super helpful. All of the algorithms love when people give reviews. So if you can, if you're listening on a platform that lets you do that, please give us a hand and give us a review. Thank you. So today we will talk about four things we can learn from three modern masters of outdoor and adventure photography. We're going to talk about what we can learn from the work of the Banff Alberta based photographer Paul Ziska and his amazing Aurora Borealis' work and his amazing ability to combine disciplines and do self-portraits under the stars and under the Aurora. Just a spectacular nighttime photographer. We're gonna talk about the California-based adventure photographer, Chris Burcard. He started as this amazing surf photographer, and he still does amazing surf photography, but he's really branched out and become one of the most followed adventure photographers on the planet, and he is well up over three and a half million followers on Instagram. He is A spectacular example of somebody who can make it through pure tenacity and hard work. And he has this beautiful, goofy side of his photography that really comes out and I quite appreciate it. And we're also going to talk about my personal favorite, one of the photographers I look up to so much on the planet today, and it's the Oscar award winner, Jimmy Chin. He is first and foremost an adventure athlete and an adventure photographer who really combines these two disciplines to create spectacular work. That just brings you right into the sports and into the areas and the landscapes that he is documenting. Those are the three we're gonna talk about Paul Zizka, Jimmy Chin, and Chris Picard. And I apologize off the bat, I can guarantee you I'm butchering some of those names. All right, and the four things that we're gonna learn from them how you can combine disciplines. Sometimes gear does actually matter, but your eye matters more. Finding a feeling and getting in there. So without further ado, Let's just lean right into it. Tip number one, combining disciplines. There are so many amazing photographers and amazing photographs out there in the world today that we often see a lot of the same images and the same ideas being repeated. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But what really sets somebody apart as a master of the craft that they do is their ability to take something that you see a lot of and make something new with it. And that is what Paul Zizka has managed to do with his career. He takes these spectacular photos of the aurora, but then he combines them with these beautiful self-portraits and these beautiful portraits of people. And he takes it a step further now by combining astrophotography with sports and adventure photography and creating these beautifully dynamic images. Back in 2016, he shot a photo that's called Glowing Home, and it's a picture of a woman on a stand-up paddleboard underneath the Milky Way at Two Jack Lakes. And it is a spectacular example of combining various disciplines to create something super unique. At the beginning of his blog post on that photo, he actually says, here's another example of combining two cool things to hopefully get something cooler than the sum of its parts. Which is such a great example of what we we're talking about here, where he is combining two very cool different elements to create a totally unique image. He also does things like shooting ice climbers out under the stars. Once again, he's combining two very different disciplines in astrophotography and sports photography to create his image. Those are two very difficult, very different disciplines, and he's combining them to create these magical, spectacular photographs. What he does takes a huge amount of creativity and logistical planning and adventure smarts What we can really learn from him is to take very different, seemingly like polar opposite disciplines and see if they work together in your photography. So instead of just thinking about going out in the mountains and taking a picture of somebody rock climbing, how can you combine what they're doing with, say, light writing, for example? Can we do some really cool light writing photography of people out rock climbing at night? Can you do some spectacular portraiture work of somebody hanging on a wall over a cliff valley? Like start, start trying to think about what disciplines you succeed at and what disciplines you're very good at. And how do you start combining them together to create really unique images that stand out from what everyone else is taking right now? And ones that express your artistic style. Don't just slam two things together because you think, oh, that'll look really cool No, that's not going to be super helpful for you. What you really need to be doing is taking two disciplines that you really love shooting and finding a way to meld them together naturally. And I think that's really what the work of Paul Zizka, in particular, his Aurora Borealis and self-portrait series that he does, can really teach us. On to tip number two. Sometimes gear does actually matter, but your eye still matters more. So... As much as this goes against most traditional advice that you're going to hear, that it doesn't matter what camera you use, just use the one that you have, there are actually points where it can make a massive difference. And the gear you have access to can make a massive difference to the photos that you want to take. So just leaning right into it for an example, let's think about the work of somebody like Chris card. So Chris Burkard is this spectacular adventure photographer and a spectacular surf photographer he got really well known for capturing these pictures of surfers right in the midst of a wave at the start of his career these are really impactful images you're right up close and personal in there you're right in the midst of that wave with this surfer but the reason you're up in that wave with that surfer is because that's where Chris Burkhardt is too he is right in the midst of that wave or pretty freaking close to it But to be able to do something like that, he not only needs a good camera capable of freezing the action, but also a fairly wide angle lens that's a bit more forgiving in the space that you're going because it can be pretty hard to aim when the ocean keeps hitting you in the face with waves. And you need a waterproof housing. The gear in this situation to properly shoot surf photography makes a massive difference. And that's just your camera gear. That's not mentioning all the special kind of gear that you need to get in that situation to be able to be in the water, everything like that. Getting the right kind of camera gear can actually make a huge difference to being able to get the type of photo that you want. Um, I remember quite clearly when I started doing sports journalism, I started shooting on like a 75 to 300, like had a final f-stop range of like 5.6 at the 300 end on a Canon 30D. Not a great camera to be inside a small town arena trying to shoot ice hockey with very little light. My photos took a massive jump when I was able to start using Canon 70 to 200 28 to and when I upgraded my camera body to a 50D. So gear can make a difference, but there is a massive, massive caveat to it. If you don't know how to use a camera, if you can't foresee a shot, if you don't know what it takes to make a great photograph, like understanding composition and light and timing and everything else that goes into making one, All the gear in the world won't matter. You need to learn how to properly create a fantastic photograph before the proper gear can make a difference. Once you know how to create great photos, getting specialized gear will increase your ability to take better photos and will change the way you take certain photos. But you need to understand photography before you start investing in those systems. This isn't to say that at a certain point, you're only going to use specialized gear. No, no. You're still just going to take photos on a camera, but there are going to be points where you need certain gear with you to be able to get the shots that you want. All right, moving on to tip number three, finding a feeling. So this is totally a personal read on these photographers. So there will be my own biases and my own Thoughts and feelings and ideas about locations and shot types and everything like that is going into this. So take this bit with a grain of salt, but take the concept behind it as one that you need to look for for yourself. So in my read on the work of these photographers, each one of them brings their own energy and shows off different types of emotions in their photos, particularly their photos of people. So let's jump straight back into Chris Card because he creates these images that just teem with joyfulness and happiness. Even his photos that don't seem to have a direct correlation to happiness or joyfulness or something like that, like they don't have a person in them. The way he edits, the energy he puts into his photos, there is a happiness that comes out of the images that he takes that's just infectious almost. I think that's one of the things that makes him such a powerful photographer today is he seems to infuse this joyful and exuberant energy into his photos and that energy is the same one he puts off in all of his instagram stories and his content and when you watch him teach i've never met him in person unfortunately but you get this feeling that he would be this joyful exuberant person because that's the energy that he puts into his photographs that's the energy that he puts into his photography he really lets his emotions be seen in what he is photographing jumping back to photographer number one paul zizka creates these super dramatic images under the aurora. There are these sweeping vistas with lots of self-portraits that are almost stoic. The people in his images feel like they are in awe of nature, of their surroundings, of what they are witnessing in front of them. And I get this feeling based on the way he talks about witnessing the aurora, that that's how he feels. And you can feel that energy radiating off it. He creates these beautifully timeless pieces that make you just in awe as you're looking at them and then Jimmy Chin. So Jimmy Chin is one of my personal favorite photographers on the planet and he has a true feeling of adventure in his images. The other two people do as well, but there's something special about the way Jimmy Chin documents an adventure. He is to me the epitome of being an adventure photographer because his photos show truly epic moments in the mountains, like having to quickly string up protection on the side of a cliff as a blizzard suddenly rolls over top of you or you're looking back straight down this steep, sweeping vista in the Antarctic as you're setting a new route that no one else has ever done. And there's Conrad Anchor just, you know, ripping up something super steep and beautiful. Then he also shows the little bits in adventures, the little bits of everything that happens, those lighthearted moments in amongst these epic adventures. He goes from everything from lighthearted to truly serious in his photography. And you can feel that his photos show that true sense of what an adventure is actually like, because he's not just a photographer. He's also an adventure athlete. He's, he's done this, his life. He's lived the van life. He's climbed in Yosemite. He's done everything you could possibly think of. He's climbed in the Antarctic with a group of people. And that energy, that adventurous, calm energy that he brings to all the work that he does shows off in his photography. So what does this actually mean to you? We've gone over what these three guys can show you in the way that they put feeling and emotion into their photographs. But it's not just with photos that they take, the way they pose people, where they are. They put their own energy and emotion into these photographs. That's the way I read it. That's the way I feel it coming off of them. And what I think is really important for us to realize is to let our emotions be seen. And it doesn't have to just be happy emotions. Let all of your emotions be seen. The work of these gentlemen doesn't just show truly happy moments. In fact, that's not the point of adventure photography. That's not the point of travel photography. You want to show everything. So infuse your photographs with yourself. Infuse your photographs, not just with your own creative ideas and your own intentions and stuff like that, but infuse them with your own energy, your own creative energy, your own personal energy, the emotions that you are feeling at that point. And that will come through in the photo that you take. All right. Moving on to tip number four, get in there. This is the thing that Jimmy Chin can teach us. His work is beautiful. It shows amazing mountains and amazing scenery and everything you could ever possibly ask for under the sun of an adventure photographer. But what he really shows to me is that he is there. He is in the heart of everything. We talked about this last week, but to me it's so important to ingrain this in you again, is that each one of these gentlemen that shoots is in the midst of the action. Chris Picard is not just a surf photographer, he is a surfer as well. Paul Zizka isn't just taking photos of people exploring the mountains under the aurora, he's taking self-portraits of himself in the mountains, exploring under the aurora, and Jimmy Chin, Jimmy Chin is one of the most amazing adventure athletes on this planet. He mountaineers, he skis, he rock climbs, he He does pretty much everything. It is spectacular to watch. And the images he creates have that sense of adventure that we just talked about because he is there. He is in it. He is right in the guts of it. He is sweating right alongside the athletes he is taking photos of. And I get it. I will never be at that point in my life. I don't think I have the athleticism in me to be able to do 90% of the stuff that these guys can do. But I'm still going to work my butt off to be able to get myself out there and working hard and being alongside some of the athletes that I want to work with and being alongside some of the people that I want to work with. Because I don't want to just photograph a sport because it looks like it's cool to photograph. I want to be there and I want to be in it. and I want to be in the mountains and adventuring and exploring with these people and documenting it along the way and creating some really cool, awesome art while we're at it. We cannot be passive. We are not just observers watching people do this. We have to be there, be in it, be a part of the adventure, be a part of the team. That's where we truly can see an impact on the type of photography that we can create. And that's what Jimmy Chin's work can really show us is to get into the guts of the adventure. All right. That is our four tips for today. I'm going to give you our consume and create project. Once again, borrowing this from start with this. Thank you so much, guys. Love that podcast. Love the other work that you do. All right. So for this week's consume project, look at the work of one of these three photographers and really spend time digging into one of them that inspires you. Don't just like peruse through all three of them, but pick one that you look at and kind of go, I love this and dig into their work. Spend five, 10 minutes analyzing images, like an individual image, spend a couple hours really pouring over the work that these gentlemen have done over their careers and seeing what it is about those images that inspires you. I will bet that you will look at each one of these three and you will see that one of them stands out to you really quickly so spend some time looking at their work and understand what it is about that work that you really love Um, if you can and if you want to rent it or if you can find it somewhere i would fully suggest watching chris picard's film under an arctic sky for inspiration as well it's just such an amazing documentary about the process of shooting surf photos under the aurora in the arctic it's a mind-boggling experience from the looks of it Plus, you get to support this rather spectacular photographer at the same time. The other one that you could watch uh, would be Jimmy Chin's documentary that won him an Oscar called Free Solo. That was about Alex Honnold free soloing on El Cap. Amazing movie if you haven't seen it as well. Well worth watching. Less about photography and more about adventure, but still well worth it. Especially if you start thinking about what they had to do to create some of the shots for that film and how to work alongside an adventure athlete when they're doing something incredibly dangerous. That is a huge part of the film, but how do they not take away from Honnold's experience of free soloing the wall on the planet and the balance they had to strike between their need to film and his need to not be distracted by them and not have his climb interrupted by all the gear and cameras and everything else. Amazing movies. Go and check them out if you haven't seen them yet. All right, and to create... So normally I'd love for you to get out into the world. Don't do that right now. Stay home. Stay home and create a plan. Look at the things you like to shoot and see if you can combine them into an interdisciplinary photo to create a really unique image. So I'm meaning go back to what we talked about in tip one and look for the types of photos that you love to create and see if there's a way to naturally meld them together. For now though, Really just plan and scheme this. Don't actually go out and create this image. Plan, scheme, get your gear together, decide who you need, contact people you want to shoot this with, start planning for dates in the summer and hopefully they'll hold up. Get yourself ready for these epic photo shoots and epic photos that you really, really want and then take them when all of this has passed. So that is it. That is all for this week. If you do your consume or create project, if you do both of them, Connect with us online. You can hashtag us at taps community with any of the photos that have inspired you through this podcast. You can tag us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School. You can find us on Facebook at the Travel and Adventure Photography School. And you can find us online at Travel and Adventure Photography I say this most weeks because I truly, truly mean it. I love the photography community. I love the artistic community and I love talking to people about photography and about art. That is why I started this podcast. I like teaching photography and I like talking about photography. So let's engage in conversation around photography. Plus, most of us are stuck inside and at home right now and can't really get outside and shoot much anyway. So let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's build up a community of like-minded photographers from across the world. And when this is all said and done, I'd love to get to meet some of you in person when we get back to traveling again. Thank you so much, everybody. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your time looking at photos, spending some time looking at Chris card and Jimmy Chan and Paul Zizka's works. Stay inside, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's all adventure again soon.